What does Vimto taste of? You haven't Vimto before, haven't you? No, but like literally, what do you think it tastes of? It's meant to taste of like grapes and berries, isn't it? What grapes and berries are you aware of that taste like Vimto? None. No, it tastes like sugar and purple. It, it's exactly, it tastes of purple. That's yeah. exactly what it tastes of. Right, go on with that. Hello and welcome to this week's Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. It is the Topics Pod, and this week we're heading back to the Love Letters Vault to pull out one of our favourites, to pull off one of our favourite uh, TV series, which is the fantastic Battlestar Galactica. Ray. Yay! Um, so 2004 ba- version. 2004 version, not the original version. No. no. Um, it's just me and Russ again, m- mostly because we kicked out Tom. Because he, I don't, he has seen Battlestar Galactica actually thinking about it, but I don't think he's that bothered about it. Um, and uh, there's no Duncan as well because he's in America. Tom's mm-hmm. actually ill. I made that bit up, so I feel a bit bad about it. So he was kicked out for excessive, excessive scratching. Excessive scratching, indeed. Yeah, just one hand down his trousers the whole time, just going to town on himself. More than usual. Well, I mean, there's always a bit more than sure. 20, more than as we found out last week. 2015, 2012, and 2008 as well. So, yeah. Who knows, eh? God, let's get through a whole pod without any wanking jokes. Yeah, all right. Sure. <laughs> I apologise for I think we've the... already done about three. Yeah, I apologise for all the wanking jokes last week, by the way, to, to anyone that's listened and, and commented. It wasn't even really wanking jokes. It was just talking in depth about masturbation. About, about wanking. I, I realised... Um, so I can't, I, uh, one of a couple of people who've been listening to the podcast messaged me about it and uh i was i was at my parents at the time mm-hmm. and i was uh I, I i read a message and laughed and they went what and i went oh, someone's talking to me about all the wanking jokes you made <laughs> on, on the podcast and i remember i'm having a conversation with my dad about this so mm-hmm. that was a little bit awkward but there we go Battlestar galactica though indeed very lot of masturbation not none none no there is none in it. No, I'd, I'd be surprised. No, hang on. Isn't there, there is there's a scene where um, is it Gator walks in on Baltar where he's been having one of his sexy fantasies and it oh, basically, yeah. basically looks like he's been caught wanking. Oh yeah, there is a there's a wank joke. There's there, a yeah. wanky joke in it. So Battlestar Galactica, based on the original series, but very very different. One of those series that people are put off by the name of it. Um, and this was mentioned on um, the Theatrical Cut podcast. Yeah, I mean it may as well have just been called Dorks. Yeah, but yeah it. It, it, you spend, especially when it was sort of on, you spent all your time going. No, actually, it's a very in-depth study about what it means to be human. It's it's almost yeah, it's a study of what would happen to a small group of humans after a mass genocide, who are looking for answers basically, mm. and do they veer towards politics or do they veer towards religion? And it's based on the Book of Mormon, isn't it? The original series was, yeah. Yeah, well, so is this one. It's with the well, 12 yeah, colonies yeah. And, and stuff. So, And then basically just making up messiahs as they're going along through mm-hmm. by the sounds of things. Like, Gaius Baltar rapidly becomes a godlike figure, doesn't he? He goes from scientist to someone who's going crazy to political leader to uh, almost like a... Kind of sexy cult leader. Yeah, to a sexy cult leader slash uh, godlike figure. Yeah. And he, he goes from being like a sort of a 
a sort of legitimate, if slightly oily, politician to being a corrupt dictator, basically, doesn't he? As well, yeah, a sort of puppet, puppet dictator, and and he's like any other cult leader in the sense that he's just full of shit mm-hmm. the whole time. He's got some inside knowledge because he's got this thing in his brain that's giving him information, although whether he actually believes any of it's actually real, because yeah. he, whether he thinks it's just him going crazy because he's responsible for for everyone dying, basically. So, mm. really interesting character. But that happens a lot in Mormonism as well, is what I've just found out from the last podcast series. <laughs> that they've done six parts, and it's about ten hours worth. On Mormonism? Yeah. Christ. It's fucking crazy. It's well worth a listen. It's largely based on... Oh, there's this extra bit yeah. that he wrote. Nobody tell. Don't worry about it where it came from. Yeah. Uh, but it's really important. Read that. People become. People choose to become messiahs, and and it's basically based on whether people actually believe that they are mm-hmm. or not. Let's not piss off another major religion. <laughs> another one. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we wound up one or two. Anyway, I, I was about to mention theatrical cut. Briefly mentioned this when they were talking about their space films because mm-hmm. this is was one of their shout outs of a TV series that is kind of what they were looking at. I think Battlestar Galactica is. In terms of TV series, I think there is three big TV series that have changed the face of space drama, I suppose mm. it is. I'm not wanting to get into, call it sci-fi, Russ, obviously. Oh, it is sci-fi. This one's sci-fi. Yeah, because it's about ideas and concepts, and mm. it, it's not about spaceships, oh. if you know what I mean. It, yeah, yeah. It would, it's, it's about taking something, you know, taking society... Applying something to it and yeah. exploring what happens, and I yeah. think that's what good sci-fi does. Yeah, you know, what if you know th- these things happen? But it's about the people and the emotions and the relationships and the, the the impacts on society. It's not about buttons and spaceships and laser beams. You, I, it would work, mm. not set in space. No, one hundred percent, it would work. You could do it with some people walking somewhere i would like to even see a series based on battlestar galactica that is set in a much smaller environment yeah it could be like a post-apocalyptic thing yeah set on on the earth with with people yeah like walking or yeah pushing trolleys yeah i think that would be quite interesting as well um i think um it, it's it's that's that i think there's of the 2000s there's this there's a three-headed monster i i i, I think now and I thought it was only two until recently. It's not what you call it these days. Yeah. Um, and or, of sci-fis that are, or, or space dramas that are worth a watch that have kind of gone on to change this idea and then each one just changes it a little bit more with mm-hmm. Firefly, Battlestar Galactica and The Expanse now as well. I kind of group them together quite nicely in the sense yeah. that they are... There's no aliens in any of them, although the expanse. Well, it, it, it literally does have aliens in it. It but does, not, yeah. Not sort of walking around with funny things on no, their foreheads. No, exactly. They're not just painted green with funny ears. No, they are. It's an interesting idea. Um, Battlestar Galactica tackles it in the sense of it's it's just so interesting. For like the, the Cylons becoming having this idea that they believe in God all of a sudden as well. Mm. And picking up this idea of God, which they so is a trait they've obviously picked up from the humans, is interesting. And then Firefly is a space drama, isn't it? Really, because that's that's what it's about. It's about flying around. It's about what's happened previously. But even that has a sense of um, there was a civil war between humans. Firefly is a hundred percent a western. Yeah, it's about exploring a new frontier. It yeah. doesn't matter that that frontier is in space. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 
with some shit that's gone down previously mm-hmm. between the independents and the what what they called in the, the independents and uh, what are they called in Firefly uh, the alliance the alliance there we yeah. go yeah but yeah so Battlestar Galactica comes in after Firefly um, with a lot of the same feel in terms of the way it's shot in terms of the uh, how they're presenting it. But does same, something completely differently. Same VFX team, wasn't it? It is, yeah. And to, it, it uses the same style of shot for the spacing. So it's, yeah. it's like there is a guy in a space sh- in a space suit with a camera. Yeah, it's like, like it's shot it, like a documentary. Yeah, yeah. like it, it. It's not like Star Trek, where it's perfectly framed shots of ships that are all for some reason the same way up all the time. Yeah. It's like the camera like hunts around for something and then like struggles to focus on what's moving past and things sort of shoot past you you're not really mm. sure what it was it's it's very sort of verite to go wanky for a second <laughs> it's and it's also got that thing of they don't have force fields in this either do they like there's no like shields or anything no the ship's just got big fucking guns on them. yeah exactly and then they shoot each other to shit which mm. is similar to the expanse again but it's the, the, the space combat in the expanse is even better yeah yeah because you get a real in we'll do a whole pod on the expanse at some point Probably just before the series, but I think the expanse owes something yeah. to BSG. Like yeah. BSG was the you had those, you know, the little fighter ships. Yeah, don't fly like aircraft. No, they they fly like spacecraft. Yeah, would they use maneuvering jets to 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 move around? Yeah, you 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 thrust to move forward, yeah. and then you you pivot around to point in a new direction, and you thrust to go in yeah. in that direction or to slow down or whatever. So they can they can be shooting along and they can just flip over and be flying backwards it's no you know no big and they look cool as shit for no other reason than they they made them look cool as shit yeah, yeah. like it's, it's but they, they sort of make them. they do yeah. like all all spaceships yeah. in film and tv do suffer a little bit from look cool because yeah. otherwise they'd all just be spheres yeah because that's the most effective pressure vessel yeah definitely um or you know there'd be i'm mean, probably the ball cube is one of the more realistic you know, there's no reason for anything to be streamlined and have cool fins on it. But no. you know, TV would be quite boring if everyone. But the the, the, did that. the Borg represent that though, which is that this is the most effective way of travel. So we are here and we have travelled in an effective manner. Yeah, prepare to be assimilated because that is also quite effective. But uh, but yeah, so, so you've got like the the, the ships that manoeuvre around yeah. properly. Um, you know, they've got they've got faster than light travel, but there's sort of a they don't waste ages going on about how it supposedly works. They just say, look, we press a button, we jump, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, and they, they do the cool thing where the camera zooms in on on like people's faces as they do it. So yeah, like, they do like the, the jaws kind of, what's it called? A, mm. a dolly push, something like yeah. that. Dolly zoom, what's it called? No, I can't remember. I was trying to work out how to do it a little while ago. It's quite difficult to do. If I can imagine. Got, if you've not got like a smooth dolly rig for your camera yeah um rush shoots pornography by the way so that's particularly <laughs> yeah and i just like maple make making people's penises look like they've just realized something <laughs> horrifying <laughs> make it look like it's just seen a shark out to sea <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what i mean you're fired you've not seen jaws um yeah but it, it, it does you never really see you see them jump and they just disappear basically yeah, and and very they just like, reappear. They stop making a big deal of it after yeah. the first first episode, but it does lead to one of the cooler moments in the entire history of sci-fi, which yeah. is when Galactica 
jumps into the atmosphere and just starts plummeting towards oh, the earth. Oh my god, yeah. And like on on intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Fires out all of its uh its its fighter complement and then jumps away about 200 foot off the ground. So I'm guessing you're wondering why they 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 do that because even how they get there is a fucking complicated mess about how they some <laughs> of them decide to set up this place called New Caprica because Caprica was was it, I'm guessing it, it's it's kind of the capital planet, isn't it? In in the system. It's, yeah, it's it's the it's the seat of government of yeah. the of the 12. 12 colonies. Yeah, yeah. Um and once again the thirteenth colony is a Mormon thing as well. The idea of a thirteenth colony that's far, far away. Mm-hmm. It's a Mormon thing. But um they um Yeah, so set up this this new planet. Like we we're going all over the shop with Battlestar Galactica here, and I think Maybe we should start from the start as to what. Well, we're not, we're not explaining it. No, most of the people probably have seen it. Yeah, the the idea is that that just that Cylons have destroyed the human race as we know it, mm-hmm. and these people are trying to travel to find a new home, basically. And on the way, they have some laughs. <laughs> they, they have very few laughs, actually. Yeah, it's pretty uh, grim. <laughs> it's pretty grim. Um, yeah, I I always equate this to that. The original series is that there's ten thousand of us left. But we've got a casino, so that's great. Whereas the the remake is there's forty thousand of us left, uh, and we're running out of water. It's 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 just it's so well done. It's so well put together with so much love. Sci-fi would never do anything like this again till the Expanse, yeah, which they immediately then regretted because it was expensive. But um, yeah, so so this situation's like so. New Caprica, the, the problem they've got is not everyone wants to do the same thing. And and it, rep, it it goes through that incredibly well. Yeah, the sort of the, the sort of various factions that pop up and and interrelate, and then the, you know the people doing things for their motivations shift and change all the way through it. Like nobody really believes in what they're doing at first; they're just in a blind panic. It's about as relevant today as more relevant probably than it was hmm. back then as well. Just in the sense of. Oh god, what's what's the guy's name? Tom Zarek. Yeah, is is a is a character that just comes in and just fucks everything up, basically. Yeah, he's a complete agent of chaos in it, really, isn't he? He is like, but he he is almost sympathetic to begin with, in the sense that he does have a point. In the sense that no one's elected these people, no one's mm. elected the government. These are just what how who happens to be left. Uh, so he comes in as a contender for that. But um, he's got his own interests at heart, really. Um, and and yeah, as you say, he's an agent of chaos just there to fuck everything up. Um, and it, it just ring true for modern day politics, it feels like. That, mm. that people like with self-interest, are, Gaius Boltai's, is feels like a modern day politician nowadays. Yeah. He's such a good character. He just maintains this panicked air mm. of winging it. Yeah, but somehow managing to make everyone believe that he's the smartest man in the room. I mean, he is, mm. but he also doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing. His penis is responsible for mass genocide, and yet he's one of the most <laughs> sympathetic characters in the show. It's crazy. I think the only the only uh, the only sort of thing that doesn't quite work is that it's so difficult for him to build in a, a Cylon detector, but. Mm. All Cylons seem to have a line of red LEDs stitched into their backbone. Do you not think that would pop up on some sort of scan? Yes, he's just going to have to bang everyone on the ship. <laughs> on film. That's the only way to tell. That's the I'm, only way to be sure. I'm guessing that's some... Yeah, that's not actually real. Yeah. Their spines don't actually glow red. No, I get the feeling that... So the miniseries, I didn't think was very good to begin with. It, 
it isn't wonderful. No. It's a good setup to the series, but it's, on its, its own, it's a little bit difficult to yeah. get through. It's necessary because you find out things like, oh, someone that on the ship is a Cylon. Hmm. By the way, full spoilers for this, I'm guessing. Oh, it's well beyond the statute of yeah. limitations. So, uh, so like in the miniseries, you find out Boomer is a Cylon, mm-hmm. which is it's kind of a shock. But the miniseries, I thought, was a bit of a slog. And then I thought, well, I've bought the box set. I'm going to watch the first episode of season one. And that was when I was hooked. The first episode's uh, 33. Which yeah, is the which, I- which is ama- an amazing piece of TV. Yeah. So the idea is there. On- there's no way you could have done that as your first episode without no. the miniseries there. No, definitely it's, not. It's, it just doesn't follow the right structure of anything. The idea really is that good. they are now on the run, basically. They've, mm. they've escaped the planets that were blown up. Um, and this fleet of ships, uh, 40,000 people left, are on the run from Cylons who are chasing them, who appear every 33 minutes. So that means that... The logistical nightmare of getting ships to jump every thirty-three minutes, because it's shown it's like it's quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Fast night trial. They have to like calculate really difficult sort of things otherwise to, they might end up it. in a planet. Yeah, yeah. And, and then trying to coordinate with all the rest of the ships. Yeah, but it, it's like it's um it's it's like a it's basically a time loop yeah. episode, but without the time travel. Yeah. Just and the same thing happens every 33 minutes. And like by the time the episode even starts, they're sort of like three or four days into this, yeah. aren't they? And they're all going completely insane. Yeah, Edward James almost wanted them all to not sleep during the period, during the filming of this. <laughs> you would die. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. So th- as this is happening, you've got the fighter squadron as well that are on Galactica that can't sleep because mm. every 33 minutes they have to pop out, basically, and um, and and deal with the Cylons that are attacking them. Yeah, so they start making mistakes, yeah. and they're getting sloppy, and people just can't concentrate. And it ends with one of the ships being blown up because we haven't mentioned this. There are Cylons that look like humans. Mm-hmm. It's one of the big things. In Everybody knows. Yeah, um, they don't get a response from one of the ships when it eventually turns up later, and they think it's been infiltrated by Cylons. But it disappears. Don't they? they do a you jump. The carrier. Yeah, they do a jump, and one ship gets left yeah. lost. But then, because they didn't update their coordinates. But then, after yeah. the thirty-three minutes, the Cylons don't show up, and then yeah. when it finally does show up again, yeah, it it's not responding to. Oh, it is responding to radio initially, isn't it? But yeah. then it's like on a collision course with one of their big ships. Yeah, and it stops responding. So Apollo has to destroy the ship. Yeah, so they leave it. They leave it quite ambiguous as to whether or not there was anyone alive yeah. on that ship. Uh, there certainly was at one point. Yeah, but it's left kind of deliberately ambiguous as to whether or not he blew up a ship full of alive civilians or dead civilians yeah and that actually affects him throughout the whole series as well mm. that, just that one thing that happens in it oh yeah it's it's a great like everything people don't like it has consequences mm. that carry on through people don't it's not like it's not one of those series where everything sort of resets to everything's fine no. at the end with some great character arcs as well and apollo mm. who blows up the ship is one of those he's the son of the admiral starts off there not on speaking terms because Something's happened in the family that, uh, mm-hmm. that he believes the the admiral was responsible for, not the admiral, the captain, commander. Sorry. Um, obviously, they eventually make up, but beyond that, Apollo's character arc is fantastic. Just the idea that he eventually becomes he's this hotshot pilot that becomes the uh, squadron leader, that then starts seeing injustice in certain areas, so he starts becoming quite rebellious, um, to then be the guy that represents Gaius Baltar as the lawyer, his mm. lawyer. Um, to then become a politician as well. 
Yeah, he kind of he sort of starts off as mm. just the, sort of the typical square jawed fighter jock, yeah. but actually gets a lot more yeah kind of depth and nuance to him. Yeah, I mean more so even than Starbuck, who has who's one of the best characters in it. Yeah, I mean she stays fairly consistent mm. throughout, but you know she is she she is a very complex character to begin yeah. with. And she just gets uh, slightly crazier and crazier. Her, her situation gets crazier yeah, and crazier. Yeah, this, yeah. It gets crazier and crazier for everybody, doesn't yeah. it? Not least the, the Cylons mm. that are still on the ship as well. Uh, so while in the first series, while that's going on, there's still some people on Caprica. Never really explained how they managed to get back to Caprica and back to Galactica so easily. but uh, They just jump. Yeah, I suppose you can just, as long as you've got the coordinates, then yeah, yeah. it makes sense. So um, there's one of them left on Caprica with one of the boomer shaped which one is she's three isn't she yes yeah um and that starts uh, a love affair between two of them even though it's not the same person boomer's dating someone on the ship already Mm -hmm. and so that brings up some of the more romantic aspects of Battlestar Galactica which is always quite interesting as well um yeah and it, it does the, the sort of, all the sort of the different copies of the Cylons, you start to get, mm. and it feels very confusing at first. But yeah. you start to end up with different copies of the same person, being completely different characters. Yeah, and you can tell it's it's done with wardrobe and the way they speak and the way they yeah. act and hold themselves. But you can tell instantly which version of a Cylon it is, yeah. even though you know, and even though there might be. That some like there's like four or five of six knocking about at some point, aren't there? Yeah, and you know which one's Caprica Six, even if she's not wearing the red dress. Yeah, yeah, because she's very different from the other ones because of what she's responsible for, basically. Yeah, she, of all of them, she's the one that 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 should be in God's lights more than any of the other one. So, and then you got this argument as to between rival religions as well in the whole thing as well between. Mm-hmm. The gods and the one true god, as well. Yeah, which is really interesting and and completely pointless as it turns out for any of it really. Well, no, yeah, no. I mean, it, it does. Li- the last sort of few minutes of yeah. the last episode do try to go, kind of go, and this religion was right. Yeah, and it, yeah. it doesn't quite work. I don't think. No, no, I don't think it does either. Um, um, I like the idea that they are squabbling over the same thing, basically. Yeah, it could have been handled a little bit differently. But I mean, I'm being picky. Yeah, I, I don't hate the end of it at all. No, no, definitely. I don't hate the ending as well. It gets a lot of stick, the ending. And, and I, I quite liked it. I particularly liked, I mean, the idea of all this has happened before it will happen again as well. Mm. Which is similar to The Matrix, I suppose, in a certain way. But, um, but then when you see... Um, Baltar and Six, like in the modern world, basically. Yeah, and it shows all the um, the robots, the little the, the steps forward we made in robotics as well, which is means that Cylons are just around the corner, probably. Well, I mean, you say that you know everyone's got Alexas and Series and things now. True. They're I'd, basically Skynet. I'd fucking get an Alexa that had a little red light. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that had a, that had a little red light that flicked across. That would be, you must be doing because you can build yeah. like an Alexa isn't a thing. It's no. just a bit of software. You could build an Alexa into anything. Yeah, to like a Cylon. So that would definitely be doable. Yeah. I did see one that um, somebody had built an Alexa into a Billy Big Mouth bass. So you say, I hey, saw Alexa, that. Yes. And he goes, yep. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
What a great idea. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's um so Also, who's still got a Billy Big Mouth bass knocking about in this day and age? <laughs> I don't know, but I remember I really wanted one. But uh, it was so weird. The idea it's just this, the fish that started singing. That's all it also, did. Also, yeah. insanely irritating. Yeah, it did. Like, it only sang one song, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd only use it, like, once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest of the time, your mates would come over, and then they'd, they'd hit the Billy Big Mouth thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Battlestar Galactica, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very few fish in that. Very few fish in that. There is, however, a, another Battlestar that comes into it as well. Which is one of the best arcs in it, which mm-hmm. is with the Pegasus. Yeah, which is a, a sort of a fairly classic trope. They meet a yeah. bunch of people who were in the similar situation but did things very differently. Yeah, much and more fighty. Yeah, much, yeah. you know, they make some questionable decisions. Yeah. They're sort of the hero lot. But yeah, this this other group do things very. And they initially appear to be a bit more yeah. sorted out, a bit more successful. But especially when it goes into there's the. Razor mini series. I liked Razor. That goes into it the, the, the sort of the, hmm. the what they did to get there. You know, oh no, these aren't good people. No, they 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 weren't. And and you can kind of understand why they've done certain things, but it, it's like a choose their own adventure book where they've made all the bad decisions. Basically, was they were just military. Yeah. So what the the sort of the the fundamental kind of it's not even really a it goes from being like a leadership struggle to being yeah. a, a really effective way of doing things is you have the political leadership and the military leadership yeah in this situation both with sort of equal equal weighting really whereas this other group just had the military yeah and it kind of shows that that way of thinking on its own isn't enough when you're dealing with non-military issues yeah yeah so and then the other thing, the the other big part of it is you've got the Cylons that look like humans, but there's only twelve different models, mm-hmm. um, and you see the first seven, don't you? Um, yep. Um, who are Lucy Lawless model, uh, the doctory model guy who always seems to be a doctor and everything. Lee Oban, <laughs> I don't know, he, who's in Californication as well, which is very confusing. Yep. You got the PR guy. Yeah, who's amazing. He's my favourite one. Yeah. When they find the preacher on the on the planet, mm. and he he's brought back to Galactica, goes, "I'm not a Cylon." And he sees another copy of himself, going, "Oh, apparently I am." <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's one of my favourites. That's um, what's his name, isn't it? It's, uh, it's not Ziggy, is it? Because Ziggy's the person he speaks to. It's the guy. It's, yeah, it's Al, isn't it? Yeah, Al. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you you keep wanting him to pull something out of his pocket, yeah. going, "Oh, I don't know." I saw a, uh, he's great, awesome in it. He's great. In it. He's a complete shit. He's a bastard. Yeah. yeah, like he's the one that just seems to be like, we could just end everything mm. <laughs> every so often. Like he he seems to really just want to. I think he'd be quite happy if they if everyone died. Yeah, and and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason why he'd want that. But but he is a complete bastard. He's yeah, really... he he really sees humans as sort of being below them. Yeah, yeah, he's mm. he's one of those definitely, and and like. Like so, like the sixes, for example, they gradually begin to come round to the way Caprica Six is thinking as well, and mm-hmm. th- with the threes as well. Uh, then there's Lucy Lawless, who is she's got ideas above her station, hasn't she? Well, she goes a bit insane, doesn't yeah. she? She um she sort of goes into their religion in a yeah. very 
in a way that sort of starts disrupting their plans and they end up sort of they they like put her on ice don't they yeah they box her yeah that's so a box i thought it was shelving wasn't it yeah i can't remember there's yeah. a word for it they, they stop making any more of yeah. that model so then there's that leaves five models left doesn't it um yes that's the, that's the big reveal on yeah. the, in, in the last series so there's, there's five more models of so, Cylon knocking about and you just know that they're of course people that you've there is, you know, it'd be a bit shit if they're like, oh yeah, it's just uh, Bob, Sue, and Teresa over there. You, <laughs> they were in the background in one episode. You didn't really know who they were. But um, so season three, the second half of season three, so first half of season three is just action packed mm. because you've got the whole New Caprica stuff. You've got them busting them off of New Caprica, and then the problem of the fact that they've got less ships than they had before um, and more people, fewer ships, fewer ships. Thanks, Ross. Fewer ships than they had before. Um, and less people. Fewer people. Is it fewer people? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm very tired. Um, so then it becomes, for the second half of season three, it becomes much more political. Mm. Like it becomes all about the politics, all about what's going on on Galactica in terms of Baltar with his sexy, sexy cult that he seems to have put together, <laughs> uh, which is just all women, funnily enough. I don't know how that's happened. Um, along with people that are obviously getting a little bit fed up of that situation and want an out. Like the chief, for example, becomes a union leader, doesn't he? Mm. Which it seems like a natural setting for him. Like someone who starts to question the system more and more. Yeah. Um, and on top of which, you've got people just living their lives on Galactica and getting more and more trying as as, as time goes on. Yeah. Which they they, they demonstrate very... Like everything gets more and more broken and mm. damaged and dirty and kind of the you know the original purpose of things gets changed because there's yeah. thousands more people living on this ship than it isn't it's like one of the hangar bays gets kind of converted into a sort of a refugee camp yeah it? and like the outside of the ship just has absolute shit knocked out of it by, yeah, the, yeah. by the end it's just sort of a loosely held together collection of broken bits it, you can see it like just groaning can't you the mm. ship actually starts to yeah yeah, um, like, like by the it, like you can't even read the the name on it by the yeah. end. It's all just blasted because they never have time to stop and make repairs or anything. So like by season three, so the second half of season three, there's there's very little action. So you're watching a political drama for the majority of that mm. until the last episode when it just goes apeshit. Because at this point, Starbuck has died, hasn't yeah. she? You've seen Starbuck die. Um, and so they're moving on with that. So the last episode is one of those just excellent moments, I think, that throughout the series there's been this, you've been hearing this song, like bits of this song, haven't you? Mm. Um, and gradually it builds up to being all on the Watchtower, the Bob Dylan song. Um, and the four Cylons that are on the ship of the five that are left start singing it and moving towards this one area where they all kind of congregate who are yeah they're also yeah. like you, when you watch it back you realize yeah. that like they, like there's a bit where anna's going what's that someone's got a radio and it's like mm. what's that song it's not quite coming through and the other person's like what can't hear anything yeah yeah like, they, they sort of, it happens a few times in the lead up and then they all start yeah hearing this this song in their heads and they kind of get led to a place yeah and it's, it's four major characters well three mm. major characters and the president's assistant but it's, it's kind of four major <laughs> yeah, characters. yeah definitely um I'm glad it's her because I'm I'm sad that Billy died and I wouldn't want him to be a Cylon. No, but yeah, um, they, they, there's not even like a big like they don't get a big message saying you are no. a Cylon. They basically they just 
all come together and they look at each other and they basically just realise what's yeah. happening. And then from then on, for that whole series, you've got how is this going to affect each one of these people? Yeah, so they try and keep it, they keep it secret for a while, don't they? Yeah, because um, the, it turns out one of the other Cylons they've already killed. Like the, the fifth of the original five or whatever they're called. Are they called the original five? Final five. Final five, yeah. yeah. The fifth one they was Colonel Ty's wife and they've already killed her. So she has now been resurrected in one of the resurrection ships mm-hmm. uh, and is living the life knowing she's a Cylon. Um, Colonel Ty, incidentally, probably my second favourite character. Who's your favourite? Baltar. Yeah, Baltar, that's, that's fair. Ty's definitely up there. Is his, his sort of speech that when they're all like going... Yeah. What does this mean? Are we are we silence? What what yeah. is it? And he just sort of goes, "This is fucking bullshit." Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you know, if I'm gonna die today, mm. I'm gonna be the man that I think I am, or something along those lines. Yeah, he's better, um, better than that. He he is easily the most conflicted of all of them, I think. Mm. Um, in terms of being a Cylon, and at the same time being just this staunch military, like right hand man. Like a lot of the time, they say you want to respect your boss, even if it means hating the person that's just below him, telling you what to do, basically. Mm. And he is that person that, that you just hate. Um, but he's been through some shit at this point. He's already lost an eye uh, in the um, camps on New Caprica, being a, uh, a a rebel, whilst his wife has been gallivanting with uh, some of the Cylons. Who then it turns out she is one of the Cylons. Um, and he ends up killing her because he knows that she's been passing on the information. Um, it's it's just um, he he has the roughest time of all of them. Him and Chief, yeah. the Chief, I think as well. Yeah, yeah. Because the Chief has to witness his wife going slowly crazy uh, and having to hide what he is as well. Um, before one of the other Cylons, what's her name again? Sorry. Uh, I can't remember. The, the president's assistant. Terry, is it? Something no, like that, yeah. I can't remember. She kills Chief's wife because she believes she should be with him. Because she, was, she was around there, looks. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's a shame because Callie was one of my favourite characters. So. But yeah, it, it's... Oh God, it's just so complicated. It's just it's it, so it, great. Going back and re-watching it, it's yeah. so like, oh, that guy, I remember... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, do you are right? I, I love, love that... Yeah, is oh. great. I hope nothing bad happens to her. Certainly hope she didn't shoot herself in a mirror after a great date. What the fuck? It's so dark. Like she has this date with. So Duala is this this small character throughout the series that gets bigger and bigger in in her role because she marries Lee, who's Apollo, mm-hmm. um, who but then realizes that Lee is still in love with Starbuck. Uh, they split up. Um, and then the start of the last series it's everything seems hopeless at that point so they go on this nice date and uh, at the end of the nice date puts everything down and then just shoots herself in the mirror doesn't she yeah I think she sort of realised she, she that knows it's not going to get any better than she that. knows it's not yeah. that she's not going to get really back together with him and she I think she basically just decides that she's never ever going to be any happier than she was in that moment so yeah. she doesn't want to live anymore so she just kills herself. Mm. It's, it's genuinely shocking, though. But like they yeah. do, they do talk like the number, the number of survivors. Yeah. It, you know, they they lose a few to suicide every yeah. episode. You know, it's like a major problem because yeah. there's just no hope. Yeah, because because at this point it's been a number of years, 
and they mm. still haven't found Earth. And the problem is that Earth was a myth to begin with anyway. So the people at the top are aware that they're never going to find Earth, even though, I mean, spoilers, they obviously do find Earth. So that makes their life incredibly difficult, knowing that trying to keep morale up, even though you're looking for something that you probably think doesn't actually exist anyway, on a ship that's full of people that all seem to gradually begin to hate each other, that divide into <laughs> factions as well, which it, it just it just really takes this idea of let's take a load of humans, put them in a confined space and see what happens. Yeah, and it can just dive into it from like a different angle. Yeah. It's, it will sometimes go into the yeah the differences between the, the people that just happened to be on the luxury cruise liner compared yeah. to the people that happened to be working on a refinery ship. Does that now mean that's where they spend the rest of their lives yeah. you know is that how they're going to base the size it goes into the like the conflicts between the 12 colonies and basically racism between yeah between the people from different planets and and you know the way they perceive each other the, the difference between the military and the civilians mm. so many different sort of angles of conflict that it that it looks at even things like how they worship their god the, yeah the gods they all believe in the gods but how how a certain uh certain planets or certain groups worship god the gods in a different way to other people and that mm. that's a problem yeah it deals with racism politics religion and all the problems that come from all of that basically i mean towards the end it starts going into some deeply weird mystical shit as well yeah it really does yeah so starbucks an interesting character mm. because she is an angel uh, whatever you want to call it yeah. yeah so i mean she dies and comes back yeah but basically it turns out at the end she didn't come back she died yeah and then something came back but it wasn't really her yeah and it was but it, whatever came back guided them to earth yeah so it's, yeah. it's basically established at the end that god exists yeah which, and, is, which is an odd choice i thought for the series well, I, I don't know i don't i don't particularly have a problem with it i just think that last couple of minutes was a little bit on the nose yeah, well, she just disappears. No, just just the last, you know, yeah. the 10,000 years later bit. Yeah. They didn't need... It could have just ended with a shot of Baltar and the Six yeah. sort of just standing in Times Square looking, knowing. They didn't need to sort of have a little chat about, oh, look, they're at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah th- that could have just been... It could have just been that, mm. just those two talking. Not those two talking, but those two just standing amongst... Within all the shots of the robots and stuff as well that, that we've since, yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of agree with that. I thought it was, the ending was very sad because obviously the, the president is one of my favourite characters in it. Who mm-hmm. She's got cancer throughout the series. Yeah, like from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and she makes it to Earth and then she dies on Earth, basically. In, in the... It's a will-they-won't-they they for the ages, I think, for... Uh, for Commander Adama and um, and the President, but you like you don't want them to do anything no. more than just have a nice cuddle. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like you just want them to be good friends. But um, they obviously love each other, and yeah, he she dies in his arms while they're on Earth, and I thought that was a bit sad as well. Obviously, mm. I like like Chief at that point just goes go goes on goes off on his own as well because he's just had enough of everyone. I think he's. Uh, He's been shat on from all directions by that point, so <laughs> he really does have it tough throughout the whole thing. 
Yeah, it does not have an easy ride of it. No, definitely not. Whilst trying to maintain the, the, the squadron, basically. I love the state of all the ships as well. Like the the, uh, the fighters, the vipers. And like how they, they have to basically dismantle some to build other ones from spare yeah, parts. So they, they all have lumps knocked out. Like yeah. e- Even all their clothes and uniforms yeah. by the end are just filthy and full of holes and patches and... You know, because they, they they can't nip to the commissary and get any new stuff. No. I love the bit where they're playing cards and they each know what everyone's got because of the folds in certain ways on the yeah. cards. Yeah. Well, just... I mean, if you're going to have six-sided cards, you are yeah. going to have problems with them creasing and folding. I mean, I have a problem with the paper in general. Yeah, that's, that's that is a nod to the original, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it is a bit stupid. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, but it does. Yeah. You do get that line where Tyrrell's telling. Adama that yeah. you know when they were building Galacta they might have sort of tried to save a bit of money somewhere and he looks like almost winks in the camera and goes you mean they cut the corners <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's just why, why would you have hexagonal books? it doesn't make any o- sense octagonal. yeah um there's some great smaller characters in the series as well Romo Lampkin is one of my all-time favorite yeah Mark Shepard characters because obviously Mark Shepard's in it because it's a sci-fi series. Yep, being Mark Shepard. Yeah, but being Mark Shepard as, as a weird lawyer. He's blind in that, isn't he? No, he just wears glasses. Oh, yeah, everyone just thinks he's blind, yeah. don't they? Yeah, <laughs> he makes people think he's blind to start with, doesn't he? And then, yeah. And like the cat as well, that turns out to not exist. I can't remember. He's, he's just a weird character, but I fucking love him in it. And he ends up being the president of humanity. <laughs> he does, yeah. It's just yeah, because um, there was a, a campaign, like for because after the series where he was the lawyer, he kind of just disappeared, mm. um, and um, I think Ronald D. Moore went on the internet to see what the uh, response was for and what they were going to do with the next series, and saw a ton of videos that just said more Romo, yeah, just more Romo, just like everywhere. <laughs> turned to Mark Shepard and went, your fans are fucking everywhere. What's going on? <laughs> so he has to put them in. He goes, all right, be the fucking president. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I, you, this was something Ronald Zewell wanted to do. He was a yeah. writer on Next Generation, wasn't he, yeah. for a very long time, but like found, I don't know, frustrating is the right word, but like if you're working on something like Star Trek, you're working in a very strict set of rules. Yeah. And it's an established universe and it works in a certain way. And he wanted to do something very, very different. Yeah, and he does that. He he takes something that is already an established universe and does something different with it. Hmm. It's so watchable. And the best way of watching it is series at a time as well. Yeah. I struggled week by week towards the end. Because like, that, as I say, the second part of series three, there are so many episodes where nothing really happens. It's quite it is quite bingeable, isn't it? Yeah, was where, that great um, Portlandia thing where they just God, it's hilarious. Plow through the whole thing in one one go. It's, it's not yeah, that's hilarious in itself with the whole like yeah. I mean, I can't feel my legs anymore. <laughs> They've turned the electricity off <laughs> um, because they just don't go to work for two weeks. Um, and then when it ends, they're like, no, we need more. So they decide to write more with Ronald D. Moore, which isn't the Ronald D. Moore. It's some guy that just lives in. Portland, um, <laughs> with his wife who's disapproving of these people, like turning up at his house to write more. What is it? He goes, "We'll re- we'll need to write some more of the what? How what does he describe it as? We'll need to write some more of the Battlestar." <laughs> <laughs> and then they, the, the, I love the idea that um, 
James Callis is just up for it. <laughs> he's 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 really he's really into it because he turns up to for the table read. Edward James Olmos is obviously conned to be there, and a local actor, which turns out to be the real Ronald D. Moore, is there as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's great, and and then they end up watching Doctor Who. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's it's nice to know they've got a sense of humour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's responsible for one of my favourite ever nerd moments as well about Star Galactica mm-hmm. at a convention uh, with five of the cast, and before anyone did anything. Uh, there was like murmurings in the audience and Edward James almost stood up and shouted, so say we all. And like, it's the the, it's the nerdiest I've ever felt that I got goosebumps from that. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just went silent. It was amazing. God. Yeah, it was, it was horrific. Uh, other smaller characters I love, Hot Dog, mm-hmm. who is Edward James Olmos' son in real life. Yeah, and uh, he's like, He's a complete idiot yeah. at, at first, but becomes someone you really love. Becomes one of an elite pilot mm. towards the end as well. Cat uh, is a great character as well. Yep. Yeah. Racetrack does everything and gets no credit for it. Yeah, pretty much. Even when she's dead. She's the one that uh, that accidentally fires that nuke, isn't she? Yeah, I think they yeah. actually did that as a joke yeah, for how exactly. Racetrack is always the one that saves their asses. Yeah. She's a great character. Um, who else is there? Like the smaller characters. Doc Cuttle. Yeah, he's a great. Like, that's a fairly sort of established you know, the, the yeah. doctor that's permanently smoking and just yeah. being gruff and mean to <laughs> yeah. everybody. But you can tell he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, he's great as well. That's ah, just such a good series. And Anders as well, obviously, who's the other Cylon? So mm. who was the um, the pyramids player? Is it pyramids? Pyramid. Yeah, yeah. The, the weird made up sport, <laughs> yeah. which is total bollocks. It's a sport made up by people that have never played sport. Clearly. I mean, this is, this yeah. I was listening to Trisha Helfer's podcast, yeah. and she had... Is that good, by the way? Yeah, it is good. It's her chatting through an episode about Star Galactica getting pissed. Yeah, with Mark Bernardin. Yeah, yeah. and and they, they get a lot of sort of guests. And I, think, yeah. who, I think it was him, the guy that plays Anders. Mm. Or was it someone else? But they were, they were talking about, like, they were doing that scene. Yeah. And they were there on the set, and then the, the, the director was just like, right, start playing. And they all sort of went... <laughs> what what, what? So do, they had, they do had, sports they had to make up yeah and i think by the end they they got quite like they'd established a fairly sort of you you could go and play a game of pyramid oh we need to look it up see if we do like a video of us mm. playing pyramid oh, no i don't want i don't want to see that no one else wants to see that <laughs> um there's the the boxing episode which i like as well which is where they're airing out all their grievances yeah other. that's like their, that's sort of their equivalent of a bottle episode wasn't yeah it? it's just all in the it's basically a bottle yeah. series, isn't it? It's pretty much. I swear, Adama knocks the living, sh- gets the shit knocked out of him by the chief, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. he's done something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The chief's one of my favourite characters as well. I like them all. It's just such a great show. It's, it's just... a very there's a very high quality level. There are not yeah. many dud episodes. No, there really isn't. There's the one where Lee's investigating the black market. It's a bit monster of the weeky. Yeah. And it doesn't really go anywhere or have any... It doesn't tie into the rest of it very well or have any sort of wider implications, which is unusual by BSG standards. The first series has a few odder episodes as well that, that don't really fit in with everything else. Um, you can tell the budget was lower in the first series as well. So yeah. Like the, the post-apocalyptic ruins of New Caprica... It's, it's it's just quite clearly somewhere in Canada and they've tinted the sky a weird colour. It's, it's when it gets to the second series and you get the episode where the Cylons are on the ship. Like, they, they've 
broken through. The centurions mm. have broken through. Yeah, that's fucking great. That that's really good. Yeah, and it's like them trying to get. That's to like, it's like a slasher movie. That yeah, too much Gator singing as well. <laughs> like could do without that. Like Gator loses his leg at oh, one point. He's such a great character. He as is well. a fantastic character. Just great, less singing. <laughs> great arc for him. And like you know, you think he's an absolute shit at the end, yeah. and then. In the last moment, you suddenly get sympathy for him again. But at the same time. Like, as he's being executed. Well, he's responsible for a lot of good people dying Mm. still, so. But yeah, with Tom Zarek, finally, who is a dick throughout the show. But um, yeah, he's really consistently a dick. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We haven't mentioned Hilo yet, who's probably the most bog standard, like, military grunt. But he's also a family man as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's. He's 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 sort of got less mm. layers to his character, I suppose. But he he's, I think he does does well with what he has. Well, he, he's he's dealing with being a military man whilst also uh, getting a Cylon up the duff as well. Mm-hmm. So, and he's got he's he's a family man trying to raise a Cylon in a world that hates Cylons. So that's interesting, and also has a kid that everyone seems to want. So that's mm. a problem. So yeah, he but he uh, as he's. He's a bit more two-dimensional than than some of the characters in that show. A little bit, yeah. Mm. But I don't. I he's like not one it. of the major characters, though. He's, he's not really. No. So I don't know. It's a great show, is the point. And I, th- I think I, I, I urge people if you haven't watched it, if you've been put off by the stupid title, and I accept that the title is stupid. Um, but I mean, if you haven't watched it, we spoil a shitload of stuff. Yeah, but I think you could you'd probably forget all of it by then. I think it's more. I, I would say go and rewatch it. Yeah, because some you know some stuff like that you think oh I bet if I went back and watched that it'd look really ropey and not be very good but th- it really holds up. If it wasn't for the fact that I think I'm going to rewatch The Expanse before um, mm. before uh, it, it starts before getting December, series. yeah, then. Uh, but I de- I think The Expanse wouldn't be there without without Battlestar. No, I totally agree. Well, The Expanse feels like well, it, might, it might be there, but it would look and feel very different. Yeah, The Expanse feels like Firefly plus Battlestar Galactica equals The Expanse. So, hmm. it's Battlestar Galactica in the Firefly universe to me. With the way it just looks, the people that you've, you've yeah. got, the characters you've got in it are very Firefly characters taken very, very seriously. New series looks quite, it looks like they're spending a lot more time off of spaceships yeah. and space stations, which is pretty much the entirety, apart from some stuff in some conference mm. rooms on Earth. It's pretty much all on a ship or on, you know, a, a space station. Yeah. The 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 what looks like the bad guy in this looks looks fucking great as well. Burn Gorman's playing him. Mm. He, he's pretty good and stuff like this. So I'm looking forward to this. Like him, the, the, I'm hoping this is a character that will eventually project him to being like a, a decent, like major villain at some point because he he's kind of got the chops for it. I think oh, the Expanse is really good as well. We'll do a whole episode on the Expanse, but uh, I want to rewatch it before I do that. I also want to rewatch Battlestar Galactica now, though. BSG is much more slow burn. The Expanse, yeah. the Expanse goes at a million miles an hour. Yeah, in in the space of three series, you are very far away from where you were at the beginning of uh, series one. Whereas Battlestar Galactica, not not quite so much. Yeah, but part you know a big part of the appeal of it is it's the the grind and the the yeah. effort to get there. Yeah, definitely. So go watch Battlestar Galactica. Do uh, it. Yeah, unless we've spoiled it for you, obviously. So. Which we invariably have. Um, that's about it, I think. Boom. Anything else you want to add about Battlestar Galactica? It's all right, isn't it? It's pretty good, yeah. 
good um intro music yes yeah definitely um good intro in general and i like yeah although i always tended to close my eyes because the the intro sequence always has scenes from the episode yeah it's like a bad trailer yeah as well because they show you some there's always a scene that's completely out of context someone holding a gun to someone's head yeah, and you're like, well, how's you that, that scene? And they're going, yeah. oh, yeah, this is my gun. This is how I hold it. Yeah, this is how I would hold it to someone's head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's fair enough then. But, but yeah, um, so I, I did, I t- tended to close my eyes until the big last drum beat. But they'd um, update the ticker as well for how many people were left alive. Population count, yeah. yeah. I think that didn't that didn't start from episode one. No. I think they, they brought it in at, at some point, and it literally ticks down. But there was the moment when they obviously left New Caprica and a lot had changed. Because it went from like forty one thousand people to like thirty three thousand people, like whoa! Yeah, it yeah. ends. Up, it ends up. At, it's like eighteen thousand or something. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a small amount. Low yeah. by the end, definitely. Yeah, watch Battlestar Galactica. Watch The Expanse. Watch Firefly. Anything else they should watch? Jaws. Watch Jaws. Yeah, watch Jaws. Watch Russ's porn. Mm. Yeah, it's good as well. Yeah, I mean, if you want people to watch it. You know, otherwise, why are you making it, I suppose? Right, anyway, we're going to go hit us up on Twitter. Twitter? Yeah, we are on Twitter. TMTOH or Instagram, TMTOH or Facebook, TMTOH. Uh, or Theatrical Cut, they're on Instagram and Facebook. It's Theatrical Cut Pod. They've just done Spice uh, movies. Um, so look at them. And they, they, they've just done a poll. They're going to be doing ghost movies next for Halloween. Nice. We should probably do something Halloween related, shouldn't we? Yeah. We'll do, oh. the, do the podcast wearing pumpkins. There you go. Problem solved. Uh, hopefully, Tom will be back next week. I think, I think Duncan's still in America next week. Though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. We out, fools. Bye. Bye.